Hey, everybody, and welcome into Casual Relief, a door disc golf podcast. My name is Ben, joined with Matt and Michael. Michael is back. He has been on a pretty severe hiatus, but Matt, uh, back to ha- back with you again. Michael, uh, you were jet-setting across the country for a little bit. Uh, you are mm-hmm. back. How have you been doing? I've been doing really good. Uh, I went to Connecticut to help my sister move uh, just across town. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, but I got to eat some really good pizza while I was out there in Stanford. No, you didn't. It's a beats. A pizza. A beats. Um, and so that was incredibly fun. Uh, and then uh, work got in the way and life got in the way. Um, but I have a question for you, friends. Do you ever mess up trimming your facial hair and then just decide, oh, let's get rid of it? Um <laughs> Cause that yeah, happened dude. to me recently. <laughs> yeah, dude, it happens. You, know, uh, I, uh, you, you I, get a little too close, and you're just like, you've been, you've done it. You have to get rid of it all. Get rid of it all. Is it bad to say? So Michael and I are currently living together, and I knew something was different, but I couldn't peg exactly what was different. <laughs> and it all makes sense now. <laughs> this uh, has been like, happened. like this has been like two or three days, right? Like this has been uh, a hot yeah, minute. That happened. That happened Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's different. It grows back eventually. It, it will grow back. Thank goodness. Maybe even with that. more hair. Yeah, oh, th- that's what I'm hoping. Get, <laughs> get a little bushy. Get a little bushy. Like put in some wax into that guy, and then yeah. uh, and then shape that thing up. Get some uh, curly cues going. Cheers to new beginnings. Oh uh-huh. man. Fresh start. Uh, if you, if fresh so. start. <laughs> Matt, since the last time we heard from you, you played in, a, I would say, a relatively big tournament in this state. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about how that went for you. Uh, yeah, played Silver Cup after two weeks of lots of disc golf. Um, mm-hmm. I put it on my Instagram, but my front nines were really good. Uh, I had Michael on the bag for um, all three rounds, which was really fun. Um Played my front nines, front actually like front ten or eleven holes, really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the ibuprofen wore off, uh, kind of got into some struggles uh, quite a bit and kind of ruined my rounds. So uh, played a little above my rating, uh, which was great um, considering that I know I didn't play my best golf. Uh, highlight of the weekend though, uh, if you go to my Instagram, you can see it. Um, I had a eagle putt on the lighthouse hole uh, and missed it by just like a half inch on the top of the. I missed it high. So, I mean, I gave it a chance, but um, missed off like the top little nub band part and dropped straight down for an easy birdie. But uh, only time I've ever had a uh, eagle putt on that hole. So And, and a was... certified, certified like eagle look, mm-hmm. like inside yeah, the circle. Wide open, yeah, wide open, C1. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so um, here's my question. Did Michael actually carry your bag or did he just walk along for the ride? No, he I, well, I pushed, he didn't care. He didn't carry cart. it. Yeah, he pushed the cart. I pushed that cart. Okay. It was really funny because every single time that I went to go push my own cart, I got yelled at. So, okay. uh, Michael, okay. Michael because... embraced the caddy duties and uh, was very good at it and kept me level-headed uh, throughout most of the round. So. The, the reason why I ask is because at the time of recording, Ledgestone's going on. So, it's been going on for a couple days. We just Round two was just completed. And... There's been so many caddies, and I'm using the term loosely, that like 
are just like walking with the caddy bib on and then the whoever they're carrying the bag for is not they're not actually carrying the bag the pro is carrying their own bag the one that comes oh. to mind is britney dickerson no shade at chris yep. or britney but britney nope. is like behind just like playing on her phone and chris is carrying <laughs> his own bag yeah <laughs> like it's so silly to me like, still silly who who was it? They did an interview recently, and they were just like, "Yeah, I really think that if you have if you're gonna have the caddy bib on, you actually need to be doing like the caddy job." Oh yeah, I mean I've been saying yeah, that I for months, remember. but <laughs> yeah, it's a but, hill like, someone went on, and... It was someone went on like the upshot or something, and they were talking mm-hmm. about how like if you're wearing a caddy bib, you should be like in one way or the other pushing the cart or wearing the bag. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Ben, it's uh, been I have a big not, couple of weeks for yeah. you. Tell, tell us what's been going on, because you had some big things happen. Uh, I have uh, a small little bout with limes. Uh, as I said on the um, on Night Owls, um, it's not like super severe or anything. Like I went into Instacare to get checked out, and they were just like, it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, it's, po- it's probable. Um it's not bad by any means. Um, it's not worth us doing a blood test for. We'll just give you the doxycycline and just call it good um, and just take care of it. So, like, that's where we're at with it. Um, but I've harnessed the power of Ricky Waisaki and I'm on a heater of <laughs> one leak three weeks in a row. There you Thanks, go. Son. We love that. But, so. then even, but then even more recently than that. Oh yeah, I'm starting a new. Yeah. Jam, I'm starting yeah, a new yeah, job right? on Monday. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so, yeah, I'll... not so far in the future from that. Your pup. Oh yeah, uh, it's been a been a wild yeah, been a wild week. Um, yeah, last week I well I quit my job a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this week I'm off. I start my new job on Monday. Uh, my new job is a big fan of disc golf. They're a big supporter of disc golf in this area. They're Badger State Brewing as well. I'll be working. They, uh, hosted our, uh, winter putting league. Uh, my dog got neutered yesterday. Uh, so it's been a, been a wild ride this, <laughs> la- this, this last few weeks here. So yeah, that's what we've not had for the, going on. Not for the fan of hearted. No. No. Oh, I did one more. Either. I did one more cool thing today. Uh, I signed up oh, yeah. for the uh, Myrtle Beach Open uh, down in uh, Myrtle Beach, obviously, but um, <laughs> really big uh, A tier down there. Uh, filled up uh, in like a minute, and a lot of really big pros are going down there. Isaac Robinson's down there. Andrew Marweed will be down there. Um, fun. I am dropping down to MA two uh, because should have split MPO. Uh, you know, I should have. Uh, if I would have played MA1, I would have played all the same layout and courses. But um, the group that I'm staying with is all playing MA2. So uh, I still qualify for MA2. So it'll be a fun fun ride. Uh, everybody, like, that, that way we're not messing up, like, travel and that kind of stuff. So everybody consistent, going to the same course. So makes it easier. But, MA, but MA1 filled up in how long? Uh, MA1 was filled up in, like, 15 seconds. There wasn't a there wasn't a chance that I was getting into MA one anyway, so that was nuts. Uh, at uh, yeah, so it was great. Silly. It was great. So, Silly. Uh, and then tomorrow Saturday will be my first round of disc golf in two weeks. So since Silver Cup, so it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. 
That's yeah. That sounds like it'll be a great time. Are you gonna fly or drive? Uh, I'll fly. Solid choice. Almost excellent. Fly. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that. that hey, suck. Thank you for not doing the Midwestern thing, which is oh, it's only fourteen I, hours that we can totally can drive, drive that. I, I can drive that. Yeah, I have driven no. enough times down to uh, my mom lives outside of Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. So I have I, like when I go down there and see her, it's like twelve hours, and I drive. Anything outside of that, though, I will fly. So. That twelve hours is like my limit, and like that's like my like stretching it to the limit. Dude, six hours is my limit. Uh, mm. When I went to the preserve, I was like, "I'm, I'm, get me out of this car. I am so ready to never <laughs> be in a car again." Yeah. And part of that my is just I thing... have PTSD from driving nineteen hours to Lake Placid, New York, when I was in college, and I and that was on a bus. So no. Thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I uh, I have a really bad habit of just driving straight through too. So. A lot of times I'll like just be done with work and then I'll just drive straight down after work. So it's like an entire day of me being awake and I don't get down there until like okay? five, five or six. No, no, he's, no, no. He's <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, it's crazy. Is... I don't make it. It's not great decision making. That is not normal behavior. No. I need you to know that. Like you're not like you're not supposed to work eight hours and then just be like, I'm, I'm going to just drive 12. <laughs> I'm, I'm going 12. I'm, I'm driving 12. Yeah. Yeah. You don't so, gain anything. She gains. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I just go, go to sleep right away when I get there. So it's not like I spend time with my family when I get there. I fall asleep for eight hours when I get there. And I slows off my entire sleep cycles. But yeah, stupid. So I will be flying out to this event. Yeah. Don't, don't brush that off. Like, we're going to work on that. We're going to work. That's, that's we're going to get to brush off. We're going to work on your thought processes, Matt. This is a year of development living with Michael. He doesn't know the risk he's taken on. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Well, enough about this. Let's talk about some, like, actual disc golf and, like, what people tune into the podcast for. Uh, We got uh, sort of a jam-packed night. We'll kind of just jump right into it. Um, Matt, text me. Lad two sixty four team. What's going on with that? <laughs> well, even before so, then, yeah. So even before, the, yeah. Oh so okay, yeah. Well, we'll back up. He so, goes, should I join the DD team or should I apply to join the DD team? And then within thirty <laughs> seconds later, he goes, oh, he sends me a text. Less than a minute later, I would have to dump my squash bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was previous to me texting you. Michael and I were having actually a serious conversation about it. And like, uh-huh. would it be worth it? Would it be not? Um, and, then I, and then I said, if I was to join any of those three, I would, be, I would do Lat 64. Because I like Lat 64. I really like Jonathan Throfuse. Um, like, really like the YouTube like, that they put out. Kristen Tatar is my favorite disc golfer like, um, at the current time. Like, so I would rather join that. So we were having a serious conversation about like, oh, is it worth it? Should I do it? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, stepped away for a moment, was reading my phone, and then realized that I would have to give up my Squatch bag. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah not happening. So sorry, Dynamic, you can't have me. Not that you even probably wanted me, but you can't have me. Sorry. Um, but no, I thought that was curious that and it, it, it kind of begs the question, like, why are we opening up team applications in the middle of August? Like it's kind of that weird thing where like, and they're going to give you an answer by the end of September, like when the disc golf season is really not even broke all the rules. (laughs) So, and that's kind of like, these are like legit, 
And I think these are like legit, like more not legit, legit, but they're like you would be on Team Dynamic or you would be on Team Lat Sixty Four. Like, so these are like legitimate like contracts that you would sign. And it's just weird to me that you open them so it's up. It's not. It's not a street team. No uh, ambassador. Well, Bucks. and I and reading it, reading it, the Lat Sixty Four one seems like an ambassador, but I couldn't tell if it was an ambassador like team or if it, like you're an ambassador of Lat Sixty Four, like as being a part of this team. So um, up it, for debate. It's on their Facebook um, if you want to check it out and so, read it for yourself. But so next, it does question, say team Lat Sixty Four for the twenty twenty four year, or is it just Correct. like the end of this year? Oh, no, okay. it's a 2024 season. Well, to me, to me, that makes more sense as to why they're doing it now. Because, yep. and um, to me, it seems like okay. Well, then they need this time to like vet everybody and make. But sure wouldn't that you think? But but they're gonna give they're gonna give everybody an answer by September 30th. Like that's the thing. Like oh. so they're like oh, so it's a very quick a it's a very months, quick though. turnaround. Yeah. But, but you still, what I'm saying is I think like that also gives you time then to pursue and figure out your other like mm-hmm. options. Your other well, just like mm-hmm. give your other you know, if you have other sponsors or figure it like that out. Cause like, yeah, hypothetically, like I'm not saying that this is the case. Right. But like, let's mm-hmm. in a hypothetical world, let's say that you just were a bag ambassador, whether that was like mm-hmm. grip or squat, squatch, gorilla, you know, whatever bag. Right. But then you go to this team and you're required to, you know, do that. Then that gives you time to, you know, obviously, oblige your current and other you know sponsorships yeah right and then you know just get your ducks in a row i really Mm. don't like though i will say this i don't enjoy the i get i understand why but i don't enjoy the bag portion of some of these yeah that is why i won't do it. i don't think i currently don't think that any disc or disc manufacturer other than probably prodigy i would say makes a very high quality bag I think that like the DD bags are sufficient and they get yeah. the job done, but they're really not anything in my personal opinion that are just like, I'm going to go out and buy this bag. Right. Because right. it does. I mean, right? fantastic bags to like start someone. hundred percent that Matt mm-hmm. and I talked about that on the last podcast. That was fantastic like the pair, starter bag paratrooper bag for 50 bucks. That fits so like good. fits like twelve in the main compartment and like three or four in the putter pouch is Value yes. unheard of. Value unheard of. Yes. But when you're a touring pro, I don't think that yeah. they make anything that is I mean, I think there's something know. to be said about companies who specialize in like in the bag and they can spend all their time and resources yeah. on the bag. Where if you're, you know, a disc manufacturer making a bag, your first priority is making good frisbees and the second one is something to put them in so um which you know and i think that's that's the one thing i think that you know if you're a huge supporter of those brands like sure absolutely but i mean i guess i i guess i don't see the the benefit of like having you rep everything and this and that and um Mm -hmm. like i think that there's way better bags in the market like for storage and capacity and all those things so um yeah so for me it begs the question if you could join any team right now, what team would you join? And like, it wouldn't like the money's out of it. Like, you know, all those kind of things. Like if you could join a team, what team would you join? And you could have any bag that you wanted to have. So you could keep your grip bags. I could keep my squatch bag. And like, even if they don't have the requirements, like let's say, let's even put let's put the trilogy brands into 
Like you could join their teams and you could keep your bag in a this hypothetical perfect world. And, and thought and thought space. Yeah, that's a just good be point. just be, just because thought space has a, for me it'd be thought space. They have, um, and we'll get to this in a second because when I was talking with you, Matt, about um, Bobby's team with Clash, mm-hmm. but um, thought space. And Bobby's team have a very similar policy. Is essentially, it's like, yeah, we want you to throw our stuff, but like you're open to having other sponsors throw yeah. what makes sense and throws mm-hmm. what works with you. I think if for me to be thought space, just because I really like the MVP made stuff. I mean, it's essentially yeah, yeah. stream streamline. Um, mm-hmm. Stamps are super cool, cool artwork. But again, keep your bag. I mean, like you know, all we know, we've seen all the people that are on the on the thought space team. And you know they're throwing Clash, Infinite, all that, all that stuff. So you yeah, really throw whatever dial in what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be my choice. Yeah, Mike, are you still thinking? Because otherwise, I'll go. I'd, I'd probably have to go Discraft hmm. just because of the zone and the Onyx. Yeah, um, and the buzz. I, I, I mean, throw you, those. You, you throw a you throw, throw a decent those. amount of Discraft Luna now that you've been throwing that. Yeah, the like, Luna. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but I, I think mm-hmm. I'd have to go there because, yeah, I throw. I would mm-hmm. say probably fifty percent of my bag right mm-hmm. now is discraft. So yeah, you can also be a DGA boy then too. I, I could, I could, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't thrown a single DGA disc. Like besides, I forgot. I forgot who I told said this to. I was like, DGA is a bad manufacturer because they can't even market <laughs> discraft plastic. <laughs> Yeah. Who did I? I forgot who I texted that to. Somebody, probably yeah. you guys. But. I mean, Bruce throws. Bruce throws the. Uh, oh, what's the the, quake. the breaker or quake? No, breaker. he throws the quake. He throws yeah. the quake, and that's such a like sweet overstable mid. Bruce like, is a buddy of ours. He's on the oh, dis- yeah, door disc golf team. Just to interject quick for those of you who do not know Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, if is you a don't buddy know Bruce, ours, sadness. Bruce has one of the silkiest uh, forehands yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, can throw it about – it's a Heiser flip about 450. And that's not a lie. No, that is not a lie. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's also yes. not a lie. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce once told me, and I don't remember the exact quote, but he was like, yeah, I think I could compete with – I'm paraphrasing. I think I could compete forehand-wise with – with some people on the tour, but everything else, absolutely not. <laughs> that sounds like something he would say, and it's something that is probably yeah. true. Love you, yeah. Bruce. I mean, I mean, yeah. For Bruce, it was yeah, it was purely baseball and, and hitting. So getting that mm. weight transfer through, and that's that same motion for forehands. So it, it makes sense. It uh, and tra- ultimate, it it didn't translate for me. So I, yeah. I, Bruce yeah. also played ultimate too. That helps. But that so it's, it's this so is actually different. this okay. You know why do I suck? Thanks, <laughs> Night Owls. Listen to Night Owls. <laughs> um, ultimate really messed me up because a lot of the forehand for ultimate is a wrist flick, and a lot of controlling your shots or your shots, <laughs> uh, your throws in ultimate is controlling your wrist snap. Um, whereas in disc golf, it's not as much about the wrist snap. It's about creating that like whip motion. And 
I ingrained wrist snap, wrist snap, wrist snap mm-hmm. all the time when I was playing it ultimate. And so now I roll over discs when throwing forehand because that's just ingrained into my muscle memory. And no matter what I do, I cannot break it. Forehands Same. are overrated. I just throw backhand turnovers. Same. Same, same. Um, I would go with my team. I'd go uh, back on the MVP train for sure. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Just because I, I love – I mean, I, I bag a ton of – like a decent amount of MVP. I really like their six-speed lineup. It's great. Love it. Relay for life. Um, but, yeah. Why do you – Proxy's great. Here's a quick question. Why do you think Discmania's never had, like, an ambassador team? They have, like, those combine things where, like, if you're yeah, good, they they'll add you to, like, a team. Just a random I think, question. I think UC is just so, like... Well, UC's no, got his I, own I issues. I don't want to say that he's brilliant in terms of marketing, but, like, he knows, like, I'm going to take on people that I know can be marketed in a certain way. And I'm not going to mess around with any, like, too many mouths to feed. You know, because I think that that's where we're rocking right now with all sorts of sponsorships is the fact that there are some teams that just have far too many mouths to feed and things get watered down. But Discmania has been one of the few brands that hasn't absolutely flooded a team. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, abs- I absolutely agree with that. Like, Discmania is one of those, like, companies that just has this, like, for lack of a better phrase, like, cult following. And mm-hmm. they just, you don't need that. Like, you know, where some of these other companies have had to, like, yeah. make ambassador teams and stuff like that to kind of drum up interest and do those things where, you know, Discmania has kind of just always had that. Like, even when they were uh, molded and mm-hmm. made by, you know, Innova, they, Innova, they've just always had that, yeah, like... They've always just had a big following. Simon pulled in lots of folks, like, and they've they've loved it that way. So they've they've done really good on the media side and the marketing side of things. And I just don't think they've needed it necessarily. The yeah. only flip side of UC and that, like, whoever manages their team, maybe it's Avery. I'm not sure, or he was at one point in time. Is is that they are really just like kind of slow on things as far as like Ella Hansen should have been like not like making eagle level money or Simon level money, obviously we get that, but she should have been getting more like push publicity promotion. She's like the only FPO player that's doing anything for team disc mania. So like, why wasn't she getting a signature disc like a season ago or like, you know, all these things. So like a little slow on the uptake there. It was a Simon farewell tour. Yeah. But I mean, like, who else do you have like on their team? Like, why? Why is no. Colton Montgomery still getting this? That dude went like four overs. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. It's just like just questions I have. But he throws really far. Hey, real quick, we don't talk. About <laughs> he throws. Corona. He throws really far. Real don't, quick, don't do it, bad. Don't, don't, don't do it, Ben. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We know where you're going. Don't we know do where it. you're going. Don't put her on there. Don't put her on that. Don't put her on the spot like that. Don't do it. I am. He's working on it. 
Real quick, his wife went zero percent from C one X. I did not know that that was possible. But that's a that is I a mean, question for an, a topic for a different day and probably a different <laughs> podcast. But worth mentioning, real quick. Yeah. I did not think that it was humanly possible that she did not put in a single putt from more than three point three meters. It's all yeah. up here. It's all up here. Any. I mean, she even put it on. She even put it on Instagram that she's struggling with her putt and she's not confident with anything. So, if you're making that known and you're making it verbal, you're. I mean, yeah, you gotta have it, even if you're. Yeah, you're manifesting it in your own thoughts, and that's what's gonna happen. But still, finish with a decent round. Like, well, considering this is, a good, this, this is a good segue anyway. I found that stat uh-huh. and I texted our group on, on Udisc today. Udisc today also came out with a email uh-huh. that kind of shot, I don't want to say shocked, but it definitely shook up the disc golf world with everybody having kind of their own thoughts. Yeah. Udisc starting in 2024 for a pro uh, version or a pro account, I should say, uh, is going to be $30 a year. I understand that that for a disc golfer is not a whole lot of money. You just maybe don't buy one disc a year and then that kind of pays for it. That's what a lot of people on uh, the app formerly known as Twitter have been saying uh, is like, hey, maybe just don't buy that disc with that cool stamp that you're never going to throw uh, and then you can afford a disc. Um, they are saying that the disc is going to come up with some more features and some more stuff Um so I guess I'm going to open the floor. Uh, it's just kind of twofold. How do we feel about the price increase? Um, I will say that there was also no mention of you getting a discount for being a PDGA member. You used to get a little bit of a discount mm-hmm. for having a PDGA uh, membership active. Um, that was not laid out in that email. Um, the other thing that they did mention is, is that you don't necessarily need to have the benefit of having a pro um, account anymore. You can keep unlimited score cards but you won't ever have your lifetime stats. So I think like whatever you have logged just expires over time, like maybe like a year, not really Mm -hmm. laid out. So like, you know, if you have a free account, the way I'm interpreting this is that if you have a free account, like when this comes out, it'll be the 9th of uh, August. So if you played around on the 9th of August, come 9th of August, 2024, that scorecard just expires. That's the way I'm interpreting it. Whether that's correct, I'm not sure. But I'm going to open the floor. So two questions. How do we feel about the price point and the value of having a UDISC Pro account? And what would you like to see out of the new updated UDISC Pro that would, for you guys, justify a $30 price point? They are saying it's to pay their staff. I understand that. But turning it over to you now. Uh, you know, for for me, like I'm looking at it, like at what? A little over $2 a month, like... You know, I, I'm good with that. The amount of, that I use UDisc over the year when I'm like playing consistently is worth two dollars a month. Like I'm, and I think that's where people kind of like blow up and like, oh my gosh, it went up by fifteen dollars or went up by this or that. Like I don't know what the exact amount was, but really ten. it's two. It, it's two. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It, it wasn't it nineteen ninety nine? It was fourteen like fifty. If I, it was fourteen fifty, okay. I believe, if you had a PDGA account. Otherwise, I believe it's tw- like twenty two and some change or something. Sure. Okay. I'm not sure so, the exact number, but yeah. it was relatively cheap it, it, to begin with. It's only, it's only, yeah, and that's the thing is like it was a cheap app to begin with. They've come out with a lot of good improvements. I mean, just to be able to keep your own stats during an entire round. Like, if you utilize UDisc for all of it, it already has, even with the features that they're going to bring in, I think that's worth. Um, I think that's oh, worth thirty dollars or two, you know, two and a half dollars a month or whatever it is. Uh, what I'm really excited for is the. Um, 
the tournament feature that they're adding, uh, which I think is worth all $30 a year uh, for it because it's, you're, you'll be able to host your like host events via UDISC and then keep like records and like essentially run a tournament off of UDISC similar to PDG, like the PDG live. So I'm super stoked for that. Um, cause we've been using the league beta, um, for do do all of our like syndicate events and it just kind of gets choppy and messy and stuff. So we've, I've used it when it was, I used the tournament stuff when it was in beta, uh, for our first event that we hosted up at Sandy point and it was phenomenal. So I'm excited to see it get better from there and that should be launching soon ish. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, if you use UDISC for all it has now, um, it's, you know, it's worth the 30 bucks in my opinion. And uh, with the tournament feature coming in, it's going to be worth even more. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if next year it goes up again. One thing, oh, I love, I, I don't care about the price point, honestly, when it comes down to it, like the ability to track your own stats. Um, I think you have to be motivated to track your own stats in order for it to be worth it. Because, you know, for someone who's just like, yeah, I'm just playing to play, I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth it for them. But for people that really want to track their stats, um, keep track of their progression across time, worth every penny. Um, one thing I would like to see, and I don't know if they met, like uh, if they laid it out, but like keep. I want them to keep pushing the envelope on like their distance tracking, throw tracking, mm-hmm. you know, um, technology because. Right now, you get your plus or minus 15 feet of accuracy. What does that truly mean? I don't know. Um, so I think that them adding like plus or minus five feet, let's get that, let's get that server booted up to get that uh, distance accuracy become more accurate. Uh, I would love to see that happen because... It's, it's a feature I don't readily utilize because I know for a f- like, oh, plus or minus 15 feet. It could be 375 or it could be 400. Who knows? It just but. seems to be a running joke with that uh, that feature of Udisc. <laughs> yep. yep. The, the, uh, the one feature that I've been begging for for literally two years to in like messaging Udisc tweeting at you disc because yeah, you're a course you're a course uh, facilitator right i course am moderator yep for two courses in the area um the one that i've been asking for is for match play and i don't understand why there's not a match play i i'm not a, i'm not a, yeah. like a coder or web developer but if they do it for the disc golf pro tour match play thing and for yeah. uh president's cup i feel like this is just an easy thing that you could just toggle on like I feel like it seems pretty easy to me that if we go out and we play nine, you know, nine holes, right? And then you just award points based on like you just have a points feature, and then you just what highlight I, one. one yeah, yep. seems seems pretty easy to me. Again, you know, they've just said, "Oh yeah, other people have been asking for it." Well, in my brain, that says, "Hey, maybe just turn it on." <laughs> but um one of the things that i would like to see as a from a course ambassador or a course moderator kind of standpoint is um it's not very mobile friendly when it comes to editing the course so i know yeah. that like it's very 
I, I know enough that like when you're coding and you're editing things that, you know, you're editing, you're doing these things for mobile and then you're also doing it kind of separate in tandem for desktop. When you go out there and you map a layout or a new layout or whatever on, um, on the Udisk app, it takes you to the web page to do it. So it's uh, very not, not so user-friendly from that aspect of it. So I would really like to see, and that goes in tandem, what you were saying with the distance yeah. and, and the accuracy is being able to dial that in. So like if you're at a, if you're a course ambassador in your area and you add more pin locations or new T boxes or whatever, when you go in there, you have to kind of walk it and pinpoint it and it gets really wonky and it gets thrown off very, very easily. Um, as far as mapping it goes. So that would be my biggest hope and uh, yeah. would be in tandem with what you said about the distances, just to make it a little bit more user-friendly for those who do manage the courses to be able to make adjustments when, when needed, um, especially if, you know, there's a down tree or a course or a hole is unplayable, you know, all these little things just to make it easier um, so you can update everybody accordingly. That'd be, that's my big wish list. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Again, I think it's I think it's worth it. And I totally forgot about the course management feature, but like you can add your discs and you can exactly how far you've thrown your discs and you're like there's just there's so many features I feel like that people don't use that again if you just looked at the features and utilized the features, it's probably worth you know everything. I mean you just gotta well, look at the features the and features. see what they are. Right. Yeah. I mean yeah, so. even half the features would make it worth it if you did mm-hmm. Gotta gotta pay up to make it better. I mean if you want, mm-hmm. if you want things to be better than, if you want things to stay the same, sure, you know, keep the price out of that, and we can have a normal, like this app the way it is, and it never gets better, and never gets more utilized. So, the, and I'm always the, okay with raising prices, and as long as we get better, something better out of the app. The then, last thing I'll say there. is, is that I really want Udisk to just like stop having the uh, ability for any Tom, Dick, and Harry to just like add a course, and it could be like their backyard. And yeah. like, there's a, like yeah. you, like anybody can just add, add a course on Udisk and it could be like at a public park, but there's no baskets or tea pads and they just label it object course. Well, it's just a public park. There's no actual disc golf infrastructure. I wish that there was like a vetting process or if enough people were like reported and said, this isn't a course, it would flag them and be like, okay, we're not adding this or we're removing yeah. this. Yeah. That would be my only thing as well. Maybe have like a private feature versus a public feature. Like that would be kind of like you can add your own like private course and like you're the only one that can keep scores and stats at it or something like that. But I think that's a designation that like you yeah. can add in like mm-hmm. private course. Oh, on okay. There. And I don't but even like, think but it's, with yeah. the new update. I think that's just something that can happen. No, I'm just saying like you're the only one that can see that, like see that course. Or oh. oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I understand why anybody can add courses just because at the rate during the pandemic of, like, mm-hmm. new courses or just whatever. And mm-hmm. obviously, they can't track that. But, like I said, just having that kind of self-policing feature yeah. of just, like, hey, 34 people have said, I tried to go here today and there's no tea pads or baskets. Yeah. Like, this isn't an actual course. Like, right. then, like, hey, flag, not maybe not flag this account, but just say, like, Hey, this guy is not allowed to add this as a course. Like maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. anywho, uh, Michael. Yeah, I'm. 
I'm paying for it. Like, yeah. I'll be paying for it. I know same. that. Same. same. So, yeah, yeah. Michael, what do you got um, for us? Yeah, our next one is we are going to look at talking about what makes a course replayable and then kind of morph that conversation into what state slash course needs to have a pro tour stop at. So, um, I guess if either of you don't, do either of you feel, uh, spoken, passionate about what makes a course replayable in your opinion? I don't feel like super strongly or passionate, but just for things that keep me coming back are, um, Obviously, fun is subjective, but do I enjoy mm-hmm. playing it? And by that, I think it's like, does it fit my like? Do do I score well? Do I does it challenge me? But do I am I still able to play well? Like for my abilities, like that's a big thing for me because like if I go out to a course and I shoot eighteen over, like like I'll just use what's Rolling the, Ridge, fun? Yeah. Rolling Ridge black to black. Like that's not fun for me. Like I'm sure like mm-hmm. I could hang in there on some holes but like i'm not gonna have a good time doing it right you know so like things like that like i think like that's what makes it replayable for me is like can i score and like can i but also still be challenged to hit lines to you know shot shape those types of things i think is like the number one thing for me um outside of like those secondary amenities like restrooms pro shop like those are all secondary but when we're talking just the course that's the thing the number one thing for me yeah i mean for me it's 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 like a course that i could golf at that i have to you know think about my shot that you know from the tee to the you know to the tee to the basket i am thinking about every single shot that i'm having to throw you know i like courses to me that are wide open and just throw here throw here you know like throw far, throw far, put a basket or just that, that doesn't have a lot of replayability for me. And like, yeah, they're not fun to watch other people play at, um, you know, courses where folks have to hit like tight lines and specific shots and, you know, shape a mid or shape a putter, or, like shape a fairway down, you know, down a fairway is, um, you know, way more enjoyable for me to watch. And, um, you know, just to play in general, like I love the holes where I like stop and I throw a shot and I'm like, Oh, I want to try a completely different shot. And then you try a completely different shot and like, you know, it's better. And like, though, that really makes me coming back for more on those courses. Um, for me, it's pretty much like woodsy type golf is really what's going to woodsy and elevated golf is really what, um, I love like to see play and also play at. Yeah. Uh, for me, big one is baskets. Uh, if the baskets aren't great and maybe not, I I don't want to say if the baskets aren't great, if the baskets aren't updated <laughs> i guess i could say it's uh, hand in hand man if they're not updated they're not great like okay like i i can i'm not mad at like new mock threes but i am mad <laughs> when rust buckets at mock threes that haven't seen the light of day and have just been like for lack of a better term just beaten down rust by, buckets. Like, by by you, this, um, <laughs> uh, dang youth. But like baskets that have good upkeep, like, and you can tell that like the person taking care of the property like thought through 
like what baskets to put out here. Um, not just like for sake of like, oh, I just brought these baskets over here because I got them for cheap. Um, I think course upkeep is massive for me. Like underbrush, is it taken care of? Um, where like it's not a jungle and like I can find discs if I if I have an errant shot. Um, not to the point where it's yeah wide open. But it's to the point where, like, I can see and locate frisbees uh, uh, relatively quickly. Um, but then, yeah, like, do I have fun playing? Uh, can I have fun playing with alone? Or could I bring a group of people and still kind of have a good time uh, with multiple people as well? I think that that's, that's pretty big. So, yeah, those, those two are my big ones. All right. Uh, to answer your but, second question, oh yeah, um, Colorado I think has a cool disc golf scene that I think yeah. like, they've got what, some they, good courses. They've held the match play event one, there once, play? but like that okay. wasn't like a true pro tour stop. I think uh-huh. that they've got a good scene. Um, the other one that I think that would fit in really nicely on as far as like the, the tour schedule um, would be Maine. I've just seen that mm. Maine's pretty yeah. pretty nice in terms of just like scenic elevation change obviously very similar area to like a maple hill as far as like typography geography it's like maple hill and uh you know fox run at smugs you know similar area obviously new england so i feel mm-hmm. like it fit the schedule nicely and i've heard very good things about the main disc golf scene yeah yeah, I think Texas needs uh, like three or four more, you know, tournaments down there to really absolutely to really not. Like <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, honestly, I think that uh, North Carolina, Charlotte specifically, uh, needs more. Um, and it sucks that just the Pro Tour like finale is down there because I think that I've really like I'm just playing some of them. I played Hornets Nest, played. Like, those courses are fun, and they're really great. Um, you know, they challenge golfers, and uh, the champ pads are ridiculous. Um, so I, I really like North Carolina golf a lot. Uh, I think it – and then selfishly, you know, Wisconsin. Um, you know, I don't know, like, where in Wisconsin you would, um, you know, be able to have that. That would get you all the cell service and all the, you know, everything that you could possibly need um, for rocks. it. Uh, I just don't, I don't think standing rocks, I don't think standing rocks is difficult enough. Like for the pro tour, I think the pro tour would just absolutely shred it. Like it would just be, I think think you would have to combine both of the the loops and really redesign it and change it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but at that point you're, yeah, you're combining a couple holes and you're doing that. Like, you know, I think it'd be cool to see like a pro 18 layout there between all the 33 or 36 holes that they have. But, um, you know, the one that comes to mind to me, um, like just that has the complex to support it is High Bridge, but, um, you know, that will never, it, Michael left probably for that reason. Um, <laughs> but, um, Bye, but, uh, but High Bridge is the, you know, one that, you know, has a bunch of different courses, you know, uh, the Bear and Gold, not even Gold is coming back together, but, you know, Granite and, um, and the Bear are great courses that yeah. I feel like. Um, you know, could support some pro tour play, but um, the cell service up there is just garbage. So, yeah, 
You would never get him to come up there. That's why I went Standing Rocks, just because Standing Rocks has a good reputation as far as, like, it has Mm -hmm. some teeth and it's got a lot of land to work with. And it's also just center of the state, so it is fairly Mm -hmm. easy to, you know, um, get in and out of. Um, Mm -hmm. But that that would be my... Welcome back, uh, Michael. What did so I I'll, con- I'll continue my conversation about uh, Highbridge now that you're back. Oh God! Uh, no, <laughs> no I've, I have completed it, so you are, you are good. But um, no, shameless plug. Get up there if you haven't. Uh, numbers are down this year, so um, with all the air quality and stuff. So get up there if you can. Uh, like I said a couple sh- shows ago, we got to name the cabin that was up there, so that was fun. So get up there if you can. Uh, take a group of buddies. Get up there. It's worth it. So. Um, for me, I like, it's, it's been kind of a one-off and it's not even like really a state, but we need to get up to Canada more. Yeah. And I think, I think that a, a true stop needs to be there instead of just like the Canadian national championships. Going there like, this they have year. One, they've got, they got a silver. Is it, is it silver this year? I think it's a silver, but uh, a true, I think a, a true pro tour stop. Yeah. Would. Yeah. Uh, it's surprising elite to... an elite yeah. series event mm-hmm. um, I think would would do really well up there and um, that would be yeah that would be and I think I've mentioned it in our show before like it's surprising to me that we're pushing so much Europe where when Canada is right in our right next door and has some beautiful courses too um, so I mean you could well, go I mean, up you know on the on the west side of the you know of the continent in Canada and just go straight up and play around with some courses over there and then on your east side tour you could take a stop and go on that side like you know I mean, when it comes down to a per capita like nothing beats <laughs> european golf though sure i mean but, but at the same time when you tell a a, a spot tell your sponsor hey will you support me going internationally to play disc golf you can drive a van with a passport in uh yeah. to, canada, <laughs> to canada yeah yeah like it's true and also spread the good word I like it'll never happen, but I think Alaska would be so dope yeah. to have a well, pro tour event in Alaska. Just, I know a few pros went up there br- and played the bring Alaska. them, bring it, bring it back up. Colton Montgomery and mm-hmm. Kona Montgomery went up there yeah. Uh, yeah. instead of going over to Europe. So, like that, yeah, so that would yeah. be so McCabe, cool. at McCabe's course. What is that? The reserve or something like that? Yeah. Or Meyer Lake or something? Yeah, yeah. the reserve. <laughs> but um yeah yeah i think logistically it's probably better for folks like again your your main player base and your your touring pros like it was tough to not see a lot of like it's tough to for me not to see a lot of pros go over to like a major like the european open and those kind of things so um for me it makes sense to you know to try try to get something internationally you go canada go you know i don't i don't know what mexico has but um you know do do something along those lines Take yeah. a tournament out of Texas yeah. and go to Mexico. Yeah, is there, in, is there anything in New Mexico, or would Divide be too close to Arizona? Yeah, I think I, you're probably playing the same kind of golf you're playing in Arizona. I don't care. Yeah. New Mexico would just be so worth it to have it, yeah. just because something different. Like we've had this conversation before that I think like the Texas swing has kind of just become overrated. 
Well, yeah, I mean, and New Mexico is right there. Like, yeah. take it right out of Texas and go right down New Mexico. I would have to look, but I, I would find it very hard to believe that there is not, like, a very good A-tier in New Mexico in either Santa Fe or Albuquerque area that could support yeah. a pro tour event. Um, just just my thought, whether that's true or not, yeah. I don't know. But Yeah. Would it, so, selfishly, back to Wisconsin, would it have to be Milwaukee? In order to get the cell service and difficulty, yeah, courses. I mean, I think your I think your best bet is Milwaukee, Madison. Like you, the thing is, like, and even Madison is like, I don't think Madison could do it. But well, they so, yeah, I think mean, well, they did, but I think that was the big. That's that's all they could do, honestly. Like, I don't think they could. I don't think they could support men and women both in Madison. Well, the vibe of the women were like mixed that in. they were very bored after yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's the issue is as you get as you get further, you know, south of Wisconsin, there's not all those woods, all those obstacles, all the you know, necessarily elevation. Like it's much flatter compared to your your northern Wisconsin and central Wisconsin, and um, so like Milwaukee. I mean, they did host Worlds there at one point. I think Worlds was there, Masters Worlds or something was down there and in Milwaukee Worlds. at one point. Amworlds, that's what it was. So, and they've hosted it a long, long time ago. Um, and but I think like nowadays, like in order to host an event, you need to be at a hub of some sort. Like you need to be, you know. I mean, I think that's why Texas gets so much is because you can just fly in. The event is you know an hour outside or thirty minutes outside of the away from the airport, and you're just yeah. you're just there. Like I think that's just the direction we're going as a like as a tour. And I don't blame them. Like you're going to get the most people. I mean, Dynamic Disc Open this year got zero people to go because Ugh. you have to fly in and then drive three hours to get there. Yeah. So just a real and that's bummer. if you and that's if you don't run into any like uh farm equipment. Right. Yeah, yeah. You run into farm equipment, you're probably adding another hour onto your trip. Like, uh-huh. So it's just it's one of those things like we're evolving to that regard. I mean and more I mean again I don't know like at this point with the like I don't know where you'd go in Milwaukee to like really capitalize on a good like you know on a good on a good tournament there. Like I'm not confident enough to say as much as I like the complex. Like you know, Sandy Knoll is probably the only like from the Longs is probably the only one that could make that case. And that's not you know brown maybe deer? Brown Deer, but I mean you're not like I don't think those closest are co- close enough together to where you're confident enough to host a tour there. Like, how, how I'll, I'll look that up, but I'm I'm very curious as to how far Brown Deer is from. Uh, it might be it might be only like thirty minutes, thirty five minutes. Max. It's still but, enough that it inconvenient that it's an inconvenience. Yeah, and the thing is, is there's between there and um, between both courses, there's no good like hotel spots. Like that's uh, you know that's, like yeah. like like Brown Deer is like Brown Deer. Yeah, I don't think is in a very good neighborhood. Like it's in a it's in a fine neighborhood, but. You know, you cross the street, you know, over and you're not in a good neighborhood. So it's just one of those things where I just, I, I love both the courses, but like, I think those would be your best two options and they're not a really good two options compared to some of the other things we have on tour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, minus the golf courses, you can take those away. <laughs> oh gosh. Fair enough. Truly, 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 truly. 
last topic for the night, fellas. Um, Corey Ellis just won a major, and he's never won an Elite Series or a Silver Series. <coughs> Excuse me. Will, my question is a part of a broader topic, and that is, will he get a signature swatch bag? Or will, what, how does this work? How do we feel about this? What constitutes people getting signature items? I think, I think uh, he will. I think, I think he will. Um, and are you saying, are you saying specifically signature squatch bag? Well, I, 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 think I think that's I think, one of the questions. Or just, yeah. I think wherever he goes, if he does not stay with squatch or wherever, whatever bag company he, goes to switches to whatever it may be he will get a signature back from here out as a major winner just because there's so few um and if he becomes a repeat major winner the case is doubled i mean yeah i think it's like the thing is like i i I, go ahead ben go ahead i was just gonna say nothing like no shade against against ezra but Ezra's never won anything, and he has a signature. That's bag. true. That's true. But his his social media following is what gets him that. So yeah. so to me, that's what that's what gets you signature items. You know, if you look at what Squatch has come out with with signature items, you know, you've got um, you had you know Ezra, who's got a great who's got a great following. You know, beans and all, like he's got he's got a great following there. Um, <laughs> You know, you've got, uh, you know, Katrina Allen, who, you know, lover or hater is one of the top, you know, one of the top females in the, in the division, like, you know, had multiple time worlds, you know, major champion. Um, you've got Kelvin who's, you know, who's Kelvin Heimberg, like he's really popular. And then Drew Gibson, who is God knows where at this point, but still super popular with. Whatever he uh, re- out, so. rehabbing whatever injury he has. Elbow. Uh, I didn't even know he was injured. So yeah, yeah. elbow um, injury. But you know, so like the the people that get the signature items and just looking at Squatch are people who have following. You know, it's not necessarily how you know necessarily how well they're doing in tournaments. All of those folks that you mentioned, minus Drew, with whatever he's got going on, have done really well um, this season. Or have done really well over the last couple seasons. But I just think Corey's like is going to gain more popularity with this. I think if he does win another major, like, yeah, you're, you're giving up, you're giving him a signature bag if he stays with Squatch. But I just don't see, like, I don't see you being very successful selling a Corey Ellis signature bag versus like a Calvin Heimberg signature bag or a Katrina Allen signature bag. Like, and I think that the way you make success off of signature stuff is with your popular players. Yeah. What's wild is, is that Calvin has like no social media presence. (laughs) He's just a very good player. <laughs> that man is he's just a, very, a living meme. That's all he's a he is. Very good player, except, and he shows up on skins, and then that's how he has gained. Yeah. Except for the times when he just posts a picture, like, yeah, or, like yes, <laughs> he does those weird, yeah. weird posts, and then that, then like, yeah. I think I, I think, think that's what the gets disc- people to like him. Yeah, I think the disc golf media promotes Kelvin more than Kelvin promotes Kelvin. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just like like the things that he does, or like some of the silly memes that have come out, or hey, you know, put the pizza in the oven. Like that's like that's big it, brain right there, Calvin. Big that's brain, big brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> Calvin yeah. be big brain in it right now. He 
say say less about whatever everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he's doesn't have people to, to yeah. do the work for him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, smart yeah. guy. So, yeah. Anything else? And and he's also a really smart guy. Like he's an engineer. Oh, he's a genius. He's got, yeah, he's he's got, got his yeah. engineer degree. Mm-hmm. He's a mm-hmm. smart man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Props to him. It's I got yeah. his bag, so I have to say that. Uh, the the last thing I'll say, or the last question, and then we'll kind of wrap it up here is: Is the landscape of signature items changing? And by that I mean, do you think are we less going to be less? Or more, I guess, I think the question, to rephrase it, I think, is are we going to be more hesitant to give somebody a signature something? Yes. Yeah. I mean, with, with the declining sales, like, you're with, of discs and disc merchandise and, like, all those things, um, manufacturers of those kind of people, those things are going to be more specific of who they give their signature items to. You know, Paul will always get a signature item or five in a season, like, or more. You know, Ricky will always get those because those guys pull those guys pull in people and they sell plastic. Um, you know, your Simon, your folks, yeah, Simon, Simon Eagle, like, yeah. yeah. But those guys are those guys are obviously going to get it, and you know, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to put yourself on the map year in and year out to get a committed signature series, a signature anything going forward, and not a dynamic or not a not a Dismania shield on your stupid disc when you win a tournament all right we got three (laughs) we'll keep it under an hour we got three minutes left uh what is your what would be your signature item signature disc signature whatever if you were assigned to any manufacturer it could be a mold you can name the mold if you want to name it but what would be your signature item the lad 64 core oh if you went to if you went to discraft you you wouldn't be able to use that disc man That'd be so sad for you. Uh, I I would be okay with it. It would hurt for a little bit, but yeah, I'd be okay with it. It hurt. Okay, it hurt for a long time. Uh, yeah, I was going to say easy time. there, easy. Um, <laughs> I would go if we're going discs related. I would go uh, signature series uh, MVP relay all day. Love that disc okay. so much. I would just want my own flavor of double G's craft jerky. Hmm. I like that one too. Yeah. Actually, I Did can't decide. Yeah, he's coming um, out. They're coming out with a big roster of like signature flavors coming up. I did not yeah. see this. I'll, I'll have to find it and send it to the group because holy moly, it was like six or seven people that were getting jerky flavors. Right on. I can't decide. Oh, yeah. I, I'm fifty fifty. Actually, I am either relay or Sonic. I threw the Sonic all over the place at Silver Cup, and there was like two or three guys that were just like, I need to go buy a Sonic now. And I'm like, no, nah, you can't throw it like me, bro. Nah, put your name <laughs> on an alien. Be original. <laughs> Still on the hunt for one. Maybe we'll find one someday. Maybe. Anything? You're not going to pay the $10 for shipping? From Absolutely Rancho not. Rancho Cucamongo? The Rancho Chucapra... The Rancho Chupacabridge. Absolutely. Shout out to shout out to anyone who watches Workaholics. Well, fellas, anything else to add as we wrap up another edition of Casual Relief? Uh, as it is Ledgestone, you know, Insurance Week. There's no spoilers in live sports. 
There's no spoilers in live sports. Be sure to check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Give us a like on Instagram. Be sure to head over to doordisc.com for all your disc golf needs. Um, and be sure to listen to Night Owls, uh, our other podcast, or our brother podcast, sister podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, those episodes drop on Mondays. Um, that's all we got for you. There's no spoilers in live sports. We'll catch you on the next one.